Hey there, dear listener, Joe Kendrick here with a quick word before this episode begins, asking you to take a moment to follow this podcast on your platform of choice. Give us a top rating and where possible, like on Apple, a review. It makes a great difference because the more top reviews and ratings we get, the more visible we become to everyone on those platforms, which means that more people just like you will find artists like we're covering here, Miko Marks. Many thanks to Rick Shanley for his recent review on Apple Podcasts, where he said that we are, quote, doing us music lovers a great service with this podcast. Very organic and wonderful dive into the people and music that make this region so special. Thank you, Rick. As Carl Sandburg said in his poem, Washington Monument by Night, nothing happens unless first we dream. In the case of Miko Marx, her music career took off only after she had a literal dream, where she reunited with her old producer in a jam session. Prior to that, her dream of making it as a country music artist had long laid fallow, having been put to rest for more than a decade. Even without the backdrop of dashed hopes, dropping out, and eventually sweet redemption, Miko Marx's story is a remarkable one. Her music is central to this resurgence, with three strong albums to her credit in the past two years, including her 2022 country soul collection, Feel Like Going Home. That album especially set in motion a wave of accolades and media coverage, and set the stage for her to tour all over the U.S., including an appearance at the Grand Ole Opry and Merlefest, where she also sang with Little Feet, whom she has toured with as well. I caught up with Miko Marx recently at her return engagement at the Albano Skunk Music Festival in May 2023, where she played the song you're hearing now, One More Night, with her producers Justin Phipps and Steve Wireman playing in her band. We spoke before her set and talked about the connections between country music, gospel, and soul, her unique comeback story, and what changes in the music business she believes would help artists like herself, who have historically been on the outside looking in. There is more of Miko Marx and the Resurrectors music, too. And that is all ahead. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, with our episode on Miko Marx.
Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at WNCW.org. What a scene. Miko Marks here on Southern Songs and Stories on WNCW as we've got a few raindrops falling on the nap shack at the Albino Skunk farm here at the festival welcome thank you so nice to see you i saw you at merle fest a couple of weeks ago fantastic oh man thank you that was my first merle fest and it's good to be back here at a vinyl skunk fest it's awesome yeah you've been here the past couple of years yeah and yeah last year was my first time and i left the festival and i was like i hope they ask me back because this place is it's surreal it's like a dream here <laughs> peaceful yeah it is it it's its own thing and uh you know maybe you could comment about the food the people the quirkiness okay well first and foremost they bring you in on this like trolley like van that that you can literally fall off the side but they take great care in getting you from point a to point b then there's the people that are just really really wonderful and you can just feel their spirits just jump off of them even not knowing like welcome happy skunk you know and it's just just a real peaceful hippie type vibe which i love yeah that's great what's your day been like what's your day-to-day like nowadays day-to-day i'm on tour right now um i just finished a run with little feet um and i got to perform with them on their set which was amazing and and then now i'm on tour with reese palmer who just did her performance here at the skunk and and so i saw i was like i see you girl and she was like i see you and so we have a show tomorrow so we're i'm just working right now and happy happily working and feeling really good about the music and how i'm sharing it yeah feel like going home was a big hit in 2022 and i'm sure you've got something planned to follow up but oh absolutely what can you tell us i can't tell you much because it's all still in the top secret mode with their their writings there's a new project in the works and i'll just keep doing what i've just been doing i took a break for about 14 15 years and so now i'm making up for lost time so more to come tell us about your band oh they're not only my band so like two of the people in the band justin phipps and steve wireman are actually the producers of feel like going home of our country of race records and they're just really um i've known them for about 15 years and they were in my band when i first started but they went off to do great things and justin got involved in nonprofit work for teaching kids how to play instruments and steve went off to tour with some greats john legend lauren hill doing just major work and so what happened was i just contact i just used my phone called justin and said hey i want to jam like i would, i didn't say i wanted to do an album i didn't say i said hey we should we should play some music he was like well i started red tone records and i got this song good night america you want to hear it prolific writers prolific teammates to be involved with it's a cohesive cohabitation of all of us we come together with ideas we work them out together it's I'm in good hands. 
It is a bit like a fairy tale. Yeah. The story that led up to your re-entry into yes. music. Yes, and it feels like, you know when something is meant to be, everything just falls into place. You don't have to necessarily work at it. It's kind of like what this has been. Everything's just been falling right in line, and that's how I know it's right. My name's Miko Marks, and I had taken a huge break from doing music, like recording. I took like a 14-year break. So I'm back now, and I'm back because, I'm back because I called my good friends, and I was like, we need to make some music. Justin Phipps and Steve Weirman, they are, they are the resurrectors, and they literally re resurrected my career. So I called Justin and I was like, we need to jam, we need to make some music. And he was like, well, I started a label called Red Tone Records and I have a song that I want to send to you. And so he sent me a song and then, then he sent another one and he sent another one and then we wrote some. And then it was like, well, dang, we must, we must be making an album. And it was just the best thing that could have happened to me and I'm truly grateful for it. And um, so, we, we did a song that wasn't written by us. It was written by Stephen Foster, and it's called Hard Times. And when I heard Mavis Staples do it, that's what inspired me to do a version of the song. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let us pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears while we all drink sorrow with the poor. There's a song that will linger forever in our reefs. Oh, how time come again no more tis the song the sigh of the weeping hard times hard times come again no more many a day you have lingered around my cabin door Oh, hard times come again no more. While we seek joy and beauty to lift our cares away, there are frail forms fainting at the door. Though their voices are silent, their pleading looks will say, Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song, the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Days you have lingered around my 
How's your son doing? He's doing well. Surprisingly, he's been FaceTiming me all on my tour. Like, hey, he calls me Mama Sita. So he's like, hey, Mama Sita, what's going on? And I'm really proud of him. He, as you know, he, he toured with Billie Eilish for a while. And then I think he's going out on some spot dates with Ed Sheeran. So he's well on his way. And he's so proud of me. Mm. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice that we have that musical tie to each other. Can we talk a little bit about the the in-between or the events that led up to where you are now? Because you took all that time off. Uh, well, you were an established artist before taking time off. Well, I, I didn't receive or achieve the success that I thought I was supposed to re achieve at that age. And, and um, the doors that I was knocking on just weren't being cracked or open. They were just dead boat, shut. And so I continued to perform like with the Bill Pickett Rodeo and do local shows. And if somebody wanted me to come somewhere like the Western Folk Life Center in Nevada, I go there, you know, so I was still singing. So that itch was still getting out, you know, but I just really walked away from recording, but uh, still singing because I can't stop that. It's yeah. the one thing I do that was just a simple gift. So I just do it, you know. It seems that you are on the kind of the cusp of success in an era in the early 2000s mm -hmm. when women artists in country, uh, black artists, just didn't ha it just did not work out that it was that it was successful. But now it seems to have changed. It seems that you're a you're a part of something that's really uh, sticking with with people with an audience. So can you comment on that? I feel like there's some change going on, you know, and it may be slow, but there is just um, just a wealth of people, talented artists that are out there and with organizations like the Black Opry that are really making a safe place, safe space for people of color to come and nurture their skill and be seen and heard. Um, there's back when um, back when I was doing it, it was just maybe two or three. And now, I mean, I can't count on two hands how many people there are that are of color that are doing a country, Americana music. It's just um, really nice to see all the young people like Raina Roberts, Britney Spencer, you know, um, Willie Jones, and just, just too many to name. But, you know, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I see, but I do realize that the change that really needs to take place is systemic. It needs to take place from the top down you know it's not just like on the artist side of things it's on the production side of things it's on the um, front office side of things and so there's lots of work to be done but mm. it's nice to see a shift even though however small that shift is from where I stand it seems like it is shifting but maybe I'm wrong it, I, I, you you know from the inside so much more than I would about how things work and what really needs to happen well, I do think that there needs to be um, more change in corporate, in the corporate space of things. Like, there needs to be some gatekeepers that make a conscious decision to, like, really acknowledge that there is a market for these artists that have been denied for so, so many years. So, um, and I do think it's happening. You know, I, I tend to see things as glass half full. So I'm not saying that, but I di honestly, I didn't think I would see what I'm seeing today. So there you go. Who? Mm. 
who knows? <laughs> it is fairly striking how quickly, really, things have turned around for the better. Yeah. In regards to, like, we're here right now, and Reese Palmer is playing, and you're playing, yes, and, yes. and, and uh, like, five years ago, that would might seem impossible. Yes, and I'm encouraged by that, and I'm very happy to be playing this festival again. It's one of my favorites, and so it's, it's nice. We're looking forward to it. Great. Can we talk a little music, um, maybe not music theory, but country and soul? So you get lumped in as a country soul artist a lot of times. Yes. And these things have so much in common, and I'd like to compare and contrast, if you would, some of the dynamics of country and soul music. Well, this is how I feel about genres. I just don't really, I don't place myself in one, really. I know I'm influenced by a lot of country music artists that have gone on before me, like Patsy Cline. One of my younger, one of my youngest influences was Loretta Lynn, you know, on a, on a deep level, you know, to where when she passed away, I felt a loss like I, I had never felt for an, an artist that I didn't know. I felt a real deep pain, you know, and um, the Im impact she had on me growing up. But now, needless to say, I grew up in the church. I was a cogent child, Church of God in Christ, and there were services like almost five days a week. And so I was influenced by my gospel roots. I'm also kind of trained in a little bit of classical because where I went to school, that was the that was what we were doing at the time. I got to sing at Carnegie Hall at 15, an aria and a requiem. So I mean, so genres mean nothing to me. More, it's more about the soul, what am I giving you when I put it out into the world? Now I like stories, which is lined up with country music. I like to sing from my gut, like in a, in a really spiritual way, not just sing a song, but really connect to it and to the audience. So it's kind of hard for me to sit. I think they're all just intermingled. It's like a gumbo, musically. Right, it, it always is. It's, it's always so much more than whatever bin at the record store that they want to put you in but at the same time country soul is a thing and it's an amazing thing and it's and it's fun to identify it's sort of like like being um and like uh like studying studying species you know like like okay this species is actually now a species country soul is a thing and there's tons of artists that have done it so well but i just wonder on a musical plane in, in the sense of like okay on the one all right uh that that sort of thing like mathematically or otherwise how might you draw a connection between the two country and soul music um i think they're both rooted in rooted in gospel both of them when you listen back to the carter family when you listen back to the carter family back in the 20s and 30s you can hear the gospel in their music and it was just categorized as hillbilly music because of marketing for records but they went to the black churches and they went and learned from some of the black people about the roots of of country music of gospel and so i think there's a there's a tie that's always been there and my delivery personally is just from how i was raised and where i come from and i gladly wear the moniker of country soul because it is piece of who I am but I'm also so many other things I got some blues in there too you know um, they're definitely their foundations are built from the same yeah. from same piece of brick 
you know. Yeah. So this next song right here, I'm going to slow down so I get what I want to say right. So we did an album called Race Records because we did the album because if I was making the same music that I'm making today back in the 20s and 30s, it would have been categorized as race records because I'm a black woman. Now, the difference with race records and hillbilly music is marketing. So that's the difference between the music. We were one and the same. So I chose to do an EP called Race Records to highlight some of the songs by the Monroe Brothers, the Carter family, CCR because I'm Bay Area. And um, so I just wanted to reimagine those songs at a, today and with my voice. So we're gonna do a song called Long Journey Home, which was written by the Monroe Brothers. Black smoke horizon and it surely is a train, surely is a train, Lord, surely is a train. Black smoke horizon and it surely is a train, and I'm on my long journey home. Lost all my money but a two-dollar bill, two-dollar Lost all my money but a two-dollar bill And I'm on my long journey home Can you tell me about the Equal Access Development Program? Yes, I can tell you about being a part of the inaugural cohort of Equal Access and M Theory and what they did for me. They gave me a platform to be seen in a way that I wouldn't have had. I'm very fortunate and grateful for the grant that they gave, for all the support that they gave, the connection with CMT, and you know, just having these people who recognize that there's artists out there that are marginalized and being supportive of those artists. It really helped me find the confidence to kind of step back into the ring, so to speak, as far as pursuing music. And, and um, there's a new class now, and I look forward to being like a mentor, being as far as being a part of the initial class. So the new class, if they have questions for me, I answer them. We, I stay connected to the new artists because I think you have to carry things forward. And M Theory Equal Access did a lot for my career. And um, I plan to help reach back and do, do some work of my own with them. It, it's so nice to see you do that. Thank you. I love that spirit. Thank you. Miko Marks, I know you got to get ready for your show, which is coming up. Can you tell us what we might hear? You're going to hear a lot of music from Freeway Bound, from our country, some from Race Records. I just want to, um, and you may hear something new. Oh. You may, you may. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you so much, Miko Marks. Thank you. You know that album I've been telling y'all about this whole time, Feel Like Going Home? 
Well, I'm gonna do the title track to that album. And I know it says, feel like going home, but we are not doing that. We are staying and enjoying much more music, but just in the mindset, go with me on, you know, just life's journey. Go with me on the story of clocking in, clocking out, you know, dreams coming true or not coming true, or just being at your best, you know. So we're gonna feel like going home in those senses, like arriving at our destination. So Justin Phipps, Effie Zilch, Steve Wireman, and I'm Miko Marks. Before the break of day Don't know where I'm going No, no Seems I've been too long away Will that train come take me Take me where I want to be That's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Was this the first episode from an artist performing at the Albano Skunk Music Festival that you've heard on this series? Well, I bet you would enjoy recent episodes on Elin Jewell and Jake Xerxes Fussell, who also performed at the festival last spring. The series is a part of the lineup of both Public Radio, WNCW, and Osiris Media, with all the Osiris shows available at OsirisPod.com. You can also hear new episodes on Bluegrass Planet Radio at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Thanks to Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on Public Radio WNCW, where we worked with Joshua Ming, who wrote and performed our theme songs. And big thanks to everyone at the Albino Skunk Music Festival for their incredible hospitality. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. Lord, I feel